Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a multi-state family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is establishing paternity rights. And this episode today is based on an article on our blog, TulsaDivorceLawyersBlog.com, dated October 23, 2023. And the title of that article is Establishing Paternity in Tulsa. So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to TulsaDivorceLawyersBlog.com and read the article on this same topic. It'll give you some more information and insight in terms of the episode here today. But let's go ahead and jump on in. Uh, when two individuals are married and they have a child, the law presumes that husband's the father and wife's the mother. There's just no issues. And this is where the laws uh, that are out there are really still very traditional, okay? So if two individuals are married, then the parents are the parents, and there's not an issue in terms of paternity. Now, I can tell you, in doing family law a long time, sometimes a husband is not actually the biological father, but, but the reality is when two individuals are married, the law just presumes right? Husband is father, obviously wife is mother. There's no issue. But with more and more kids being born out of wedlock in the United States, one of the best kept secrets out there for whatever reason is that a lot of individuals don't get that fathers have an extra step they have to take in order to establish their paternity rights. I mean, they can be biologically the father for sure, but legally under the eyes of the law, if they weren't married to the mother at the time of birth, then there's, there's not that presumption. They're not automatically the father under the eyes of the law. And so unmarried fathers have to take an additional step or steps in order to establish their paternity. And I know for a lot of uh, unmarried fathers out there, they're just sort of bewildered by this. Um, I think lots of individuals think that the laws are archaic, if you will, and, and that they don't really apply uh, to really today because so many kids are born out of wedlock. I mean, lots of individuals uh, choose to be in monogamous relationships, established relationships, if you will. They just don't get married because there's so much divorce out there. They've heard the horror stories and they choose not to get married. Other individuals obviously might be in a relationship that's more casual, if you will, and then a pregnancy just ensues. And so, again, a lot of fathers just assume that, well, I'm biologically the dad. Uh, there is no issue. But the truth of the matter is, is again, if the father is not married to the mother, they're not the dad under the eyes of the law unless a couple of things happen. And, and let's go through these, these couple of things that unmarried fathers uh, have to do in order to establish their paternity rights. Um, the easiest way that they can establish their paternity rights is to sign an acknowledgement of paternity. Uh, typically, this takes place in the hospital room. It's signed off uh, on by both parents. Uh, oftentimes, there's a witness that's there. Maybe this document uh, is notarized, if you will. Again, this is going to vary based on the laws and the state in which an individual is in. Uh, the procedures can vary a little bit, but they're, they're roughly similar, which is this acknowledgement of paternity is signed in the hospital. And then at that point, paternity is established, okay? Well, look, I mean, the reality is in, in some circumstances, uh, the mother and the father might have a relationship that's harmonious 
where they're able to get along and do this, where they both want to do this in order uh, to establish paternity to the child. Uh, that way the child has a legal father, if you will. Okay, but in some circumstances, this isn't possible. Uh, the relationship is not harmonious. Maybe the parents aren't getting along at all. You know, sometimes, uh, again, throughout the course of the pregnancy, there could be disagreements, there could be fighting. Okay, take circumstances where the mother and the father were not in, a, in, in really an established relationship, a monogamous relationship, if you will. You know, these circumstances, the pregnancy uh, uh, ultimately could result in a situation where the mother and the father are fighting to such a degree that they're not able to, to sign an acknowledgement of paternity in the hospital uh, together. In some circumstances, maybe the mother doesn't want to sign off on this. Um, right? Uh, maybe she ultimately is upset with the father for X, Y, and Z reason, and she's not willing to do this. In some circumstances, you have to uh, consider as well, I know this might be hard for a lot of the listeners to, to really ramp their arms around, but in some circumstances, uh, maybe the mother doesn't know for sure who the father is. I mean, maybe she had sexual relations with, with more than one person in a time frame around uh the time when she got pregnant and she just doesn't know. So maybe for that reason, she's not willing to sign the acknowledgement of paternity either. And she wants a paternity test first. Okay. Uh, so that can be the case. Now, look, if parents don't obtain the form at the hospital, uh, they can often sign it at a later date. Typically, these forms can be found online uh, from the state in which the parties uh, live in. And so they could complete this later as well if they're not able to do it in the hospital room. And again, in a lot of these circumstances, uh, what, what takes place is a DNA test, uh, just to ensure uh, that the, the individual who signs the acknowledgement of paternity is actually uh, the father of the child, okay? So that, uh, that can happen oftentimes after the fact. But again, to just simplify this, way one is through the acknowledgement of paternity, and then way two, an unmarried father establishes their paternity is through a court order. Okay, so if the acknowledgement of paternity is not a possibility and the mother and the father aren't able to cooperate in order to do that, and let's say the father wants custody rights to the child or uh, in some circumstances maybe the mother wants paternity established to get child support, then way two is what is, what is called a paternity case uh, through the Uniform Parentage Act, which is a, a uniform act that states have adopted. And, and again, they're all roughly similar state by state, but there could be um, some nuances, nuances, some differences, if you will, in terms of how these statutes are written in particular states. But, but typically what happens is if need be, uh, the court can order a DNA tests. And then if the biological father or the the, the assumed biological father is, in fact, the biological father, then the court can enter an order uh, that decrees that uh, the individual is the father. And then from there, courts um, uh, deal with child custody matters. So, so who gets custody of the child? Is it joint uh, physical, joint legal? Does one parent have sole physical or sole legal? And then you get into nuances of the days of the week and the times that each parent has a child. So... Uh, a custody case, if you will, just like married parents when they go through a divorce. This is a custody case for unmarried parents. And then, of course, the financial issues get taken into account. So child support, uh, medical expenses, uh, there could be pregnancy costs. 
uh, that are addressed in the case. And, and it could be, you know, health insurance for the child, educational and extracurricular costs. Again, the types of expenses that uh, divorcing parents oftentimes litigate a divorce just get litigated in a paternity case. And then, you know, one of the other issues that can come into play in a paternity case is, is where the mother doesn't give the child uh, the father's last name. So oftentimes the father seeks to change the child's la last name to their last name uh, in these proceedings. And again, courts have discretion to do that or not do that. Um, more and more, uh, I've seen cases where courts will hyphenate the last name if this is a heavily litigated issue. But again, the last name can be a big issue in these paternity cases, okay? So way one to establish paternity is through an acknowledgement of paternity, and then way two is through a court order. In the absence of that, uh, the biological father doesn't have the legal rights as a father. And so this is something that, that biological fathers, if they want custody rights, uh, they have to do one of these two things. Oftentimes they might do both. And you say, well, why, why would they do both? Well, look, being, you know, having an uh, acknowledgement of paternity uh, could be a good thing in terms of establishing paternity, but it still doesn't give the unmarried father a custody schedule to the kids, right? So what days of the week does he get the child? Uh, is there summertime? Is there holiday time? All these things that divorcing parents get. So, you know, a lot of unmarried dads, you know, might have signed the acknowledgement of paternity, but they still want a court order for custody. So they've got something enforceable. All right, so let's jump into some of the other questions on this topic that many asked, which is why is it beneficial to establish paternity? Well, look, there are a lot of different reasons, uh, but establishing paternity ensures that both parents have a right to medical records and, and history from both sides of the family. Uh, if it's joint legal custody, both parents have equal rights and responsibilities for the child including having the right to spend time together and the right to make important decisions on behalf of the child. So again, if the unmarried father wants to have equal rights, uh, establishing paternity and filing a paternity case is very important. It can help ensure uh, financial support is established. So who's paying for what for the child? Uh, that can be a benefit. Uh, it, it, you know, one thing a lot of individuals don't think about is inheritance rights. So if paternity is established, uh, then the child has a right to uh, inheritance uh, from uh, his or her father, uh, which could be an important thing. Obviously, uh, a sense of identity, you know, perhaps having the father's last name might be important. And, and then again, uh, benefits from both parents uh, having a right to that, including health insurance, military benefits, even social security benefits. All these, thi all these things can be important and can be a reason to establish paternity, all right? Some of the other questions individuals oftentimes have are, how long does a father have to establish paternity? Again, um, I mean, it depends which way they go. You know, there's the acknowledgement of paternity, which typically happens at the hospital or pretty quickly after birth. Make sure you speak to a lawyer in your jurisdiction to see if there's some sort of deadline or time frame on that. Uh, but then in terms of a paternity case, like through a court order, typically that's got to be filed while the child is, is a minor. Again, speak with a lawyer who's licensed and competent to practice law in your jurisdiction. Uh, but parents generally can file this up until the time the child uh, becomes an adult. Uh, most parents who go down this path, you know, file these cases when the child's relatively young. 
Um, and again, it's, it's normally for two reasons. Oftentimes it's the father trying to get custody rights or maybe it's the mother trying to get child support. So these cases could be initiated um, by either parent. Um, in terms of how long uh, it takes to establish paternity, again, it depends uh, which method we're talking about. If it's an acknowledgement of paternity, that could be quick, right? That can take place at the hospital. However, if it's a paternity case litigated in court, this can very much be like a divorce where it can take months, uh, worst case scenario, sometimes more than a year. Um, and again, it's important to differentiate. I mean, an acknowledgement of paternity can be good for establishing paternity, but it still doesn't create a parenting plan or custody order. So in a way, you know, it's a good thing establishing paternity, but in another way, it doesn't create anything binding. And so, you know, lots of unmarried fathers, for example, will still uh, complain that they don't get to see their child enough or on a regular schedule. And then on the flip end, uh, a lot of the mothers who want child support, uh, if they just have an acknowledgement of paternity, that doesn't give them a child support order. So for, for really most unmarried parents, the paternity case is still uh, something that becomes important. All right. Uh, in terms of signing the birth certificate, uh, some individuals ask, well, if both names are on the birth certificate, uh, does that mean paternity is established? Again, speak to a lawyer who's licensed and competent to practice law in your jurisdiction. Again, the laws can vary by state. Um, certainly being on the birth certificate for both parents uh, uh, could be a positive thing. Uh, but that acknowledgement of paternity form or the court order establishing paternity is typically what uh, is looked for for individuals who want to ensure paternity has been legally established, okay? So again, this is definitely an interesting topic. Uh, I don't know why, but it's one of the best kept secrets out there. Lots of individuals don't conceptually get this. They don't understand that the laws are still very traditional in terms of paternity in that, look, I mean, theoretically, you know, a mom and a dad could get married moments before baby's born and then paternity's established. But if they're not married, uh, then under the eyes of the law, the father is not legally the father. And that's where these additional steps have to be taken to establish paternity. And, and again, I don't know why, but most individuals just don't know this. Uh, they're not aware of this. They're not educated on it. And that's why I wanted to cover the topic today, because it is such an important topic, particularly with so many kids being born out of wedlock in these days. All right. Well, that is the topic today. Again, head on over to our blog Tulsa Divorce Lawyers blog.com to read more on this topic uh, if you're interested in reading more. But stay tuned for our next episode coming up on Family Law Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit stangylawfirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtained in this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should consult an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. 
Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. Past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stangy is responsible for the content. Headquarters, Office 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri 63105. Kirk Stangy is licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas.